0: Welcome to Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland, the stories, the people and the standards transforming our daily lives. Today on the show, I'm joined by Cahill O'Reilly of Narcissip. So welcome to the show, Cahill.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thanks for being here, Cahill. You were involved in an event that was sponsored by GS1 Ireland, which was the Planet with Purpose event in association with Enterprise Nation and AIB. And you were on the panel talking about your business Narcissips and the sustainable practices that you've embedded into that business. Would you like to tell us a little bit about Narcissips and what you're doing with with the brand?
1: Yeah, so for, for, first of all, it's a great event to be a part of. Like, it was actually nice to be back face to face doing them events as well after hiding behind. Yeah,
0: the there's been so now. few, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, but yeah, I suppose I suppose to try and keep a, a brief introduction. We're just essentially a reusable bottle business based out of Dublin in Ireland. Um, and rather than hopefully just being just a product based business, we want to raise as much education and awareness as possible on the benefits of these small changes that I believe can really make a, a big impact in our lives as well. And especially when all of us are somewhat even still clueless and whatnot, sometimes all we can focus yeah. on is these small little things in our lives. So, yeah, three years in now at the moment running it, it was predominantly ran as a hobby and now most recently trying to get, up, get it up and running as a full time job. Uh, So we'll see if that goes over the coming months, but I guess it was 2017, 2018, you're kind of becoming a bit more aware of the plastic problem in terms of your health environment and uh, as a trainee accountant at the time as well, you're (laughs) probably stereotypical adding your euros together as well and you're like, well, I'm wasting 300 euros on plastic as well. Yeah, for sure. uh, I was growing up with my grandmother predominantly and she... Oh, and maybe it's just that always good generation thing as well, but always had so much pride in our local area and local village, and all these memories of just her picking up rubbish. And even still to this day, just picking up rubbish, right. cheap pitches and whatnot as well. So I always was kind of confused and how some people can have so much pride in their local area, and then others uh, maybe a little bit less to be
0: yeah.
1: bringing rubbish around. So I went out to buy a reuse about the time, and they were all 40 or 50 euro in the shops. So I kind of walked out, which led to a couple of months of me giving out to my friends, family, and partners, not and being like, "Oh, we should be able to afford the sustainable and healthy options and whatnot." Yeah. And I guess then, I guess then like having a business background, like I've eight years of college, so gone great at this stage. <laughs> uh, I was kind of thinking that look, well, I wasn't enjoying the day job too much at the time, and studying full time as well with the, with the accountants kind of maybe wasn't for me. Uh, Even though you get through at the end of the day, I was kind of thinking, right, well, good good business experience for a few months to set up a business. I thought this would only last three or six months max. I thought I meant to get my friends and family choosing reusables that were affordable. And then I got grants and scholarships to get my education. So you kind of wanted to give back that look that I got to other people as well. So I was like, win, win, win. So
0: it was about kind of solving this problem of being able to buy. A reusable option of saving plastic not buying the you know single use plastic bottles but then having it as an affordable option as well that people can access it
1: yeah that's kind of the
0: problem that you were solving
1: yeah well and and i will say since then like the price has reduced and probably increased for a lot of brands now the past while as well but again i i think this is something that was mentioned last week on the panel as well like me being a small startup i don't have the legacy issues that other brands would have so it's easier to keep things more affordable and cheap and I was happy enough to cycle around Dublin and meet people and hand out the reusables rather than charging six or seven euro for postage as well. So it was small things like that made sense in my head, and it kept me trim and slim, and
0: And more (laughs) eco-friendly as well. Like bike delivery than getting like a delivery service or whatever. So really sustainable. So you started in, you said you started in 2018, was it, that that the original kind of idea came to you? So obviously you've taken your business through the whole pandemic, which has obviously been, you know, difficult for a lot of businesses. How did that affect narcissists?
1: You try and read a lot of, uh, you try and read a lot of positive psychology. Keep the chin the up. <laughs> I, I Luckily enough, I didn't mind the pandemic too much because I was working full time, so that saved me two hours a day commuting, which I was able to put two hours into this, which was something that yeah. I enjoyed a bit more. And I was something I was a bit more passionate about. So you kind of have to look for the silver linings. I was living close to the sea. I was trying to build this. I wasn't commuting and spending two hours a day on the Lewis, which was kind of nice. Yeah. And- I suppose, same as a lot of people, unfortunately not as others, but all my friends and family were kind of safe and sound and I didn't find it too bad. And then, well, we were working on a few bits with the vaccine and stuff for PwC at the time as well. So it was kind of, it was an interesting time anyway to kind of knowing what's going on and uh, yeah. trying to, um, but so, definitely, it, it was, it was definitely, there was definitely a slowdown in terms of sales and whatnot but then there's also a bit more benefits in, say, the having a bit more time to build out the social media. And I think that that is the big thing because everyone can choose reusables, but like, there's no point in having a reusable if you're not going to use yeah. it. So it gave you more time to focus on like a community or a network or just chatting about yeah. the small changes you can make and people are a bit more engaging during social media. Time, whereas now it's it's flipped whereas everyone's probably off social media and enjoying life again
0: yeah so it's probably had a positive impact then you were able to spend more time on the business and grow it and grow the community around the business during the pandemic and i think i think there was an awful lot of businesses that were came about during the pandemic because the fact that people had a little bit of time maybe in the evenings to to devote to to their side hustle or or their their side business. Obviously sustainability is embedded in your business being you know by the nature of the product. How important is it to for you personally that the business is sustainable and how do you kind of make that take those ideas and embed them into into the business as a whole?
1: Yeah, so I suppose, again, been lucky enough to be starting off and, and, and it goes back to the simple things like we've we done, like even in 2014, 2015, I was doing, we were doing modules in college which were based on, I don't know, it's ESG now, but it was people a profit back then and sustainable mm. enterprise. to me, it just always went back to the simple things, less driving, watching your food waste and all that sort of thing. So I just like to keep it simple and I, I kind of nearly like to take the approach that if, if, if I'm a dummy and I can do it, anyone can, but to, to embed it all, it was, there was probably three things I looked at, being a small business it's predominantly just me and how i go about my day today so that was actually saying right well we're not on the scale of other large uk businesses or whatnot it's just me so i have to think about things like my food waste or my diet or my personal transport so that was again cycling around dublin as much as possible i sold my car over a year ago at this stage because you can cycle it into breton dublin in 20 minutes rather than me getting a headache in traffic so there's always the environmental benefits as well as less stressful sitting in the car oh, yeah. as well it is, it is probably somewhat biased in terms of you're looking after yourself as well but there's the personal aspect of things which you try to cut back on so we'd, I'd walk to the shops every day to buy my food rather than doing big food shops which means less food waste and also me buying less chocolate for the, week. <laughs> and yeah. the big thing then is the education piece that's something I really want to kind of hammer home the next few weeks and, and, and months maybe years but it's just the more I learned the more I digest you can kind of spread that out to other people as well. Who we might not have the time to learn about it or realize that I know there's a doomsday approach out there a lot, but a lot of these changes are, are simple, actionable, realistic, and that's what we need to be getting out there a little bit more. And yeah. then there's the business and operations side of things then as well, which is, again, for me, we're, our biggest issue is transport at the moment. So when, when we started, everything was being shipped by air. And that was because, A, you were trying to actually get the customers as fast as possible and build up a lot of trust but obviously yeah. then air has the highest amount of emissions per gram or per kilogram of travel as well out there. So now the past while well, that now that we have built up a lot of trust with our customers, we're moving towards train and shipping by air. So okay. that, that would slow down lead times by about 30 or 40 days. But the good thing is your, your knock on effects then are saying, right, a, we're actually working together here to reduce our emissions as a company and as a relationship But then, B you're also getting better price reusables as well and um, so the pricing is something i'm fighting with the past while because when you're trying to build as a hobby you're not worried about paying any bills but now you're trying to pay your bills out of this as well yeah. so trying to find that balance yeah. by, by by shipping via the slower more sustainable methods it's actually more cost friendly which will hopefully then enable you to motivate more customers to choose you as well mm. so that's, that's the big thing and then you have your other smaller things then as well which well caveat small but plastic-free shipping and whatnot as well. And, and then you're using, say, most of my, when I was walking or cycling to the post office, we went on post electric fleet. So you're just trying to control the controllables, I guess, really what you can impact. And I suppose that's one thing I would say to small businesses, don't try and conquer everything because you, you can probably get overwhelmed by it and and, and feel overburdened sometimes as well yeah. compared to maybe others who might have, might have more money or that. But then the last thing then and, and, and the thing that goes back to the reasons why we started is the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So again, without without grants and scholarships, I'd still be working at Delhi and Valley, I'd say. So we focus on UN Sustainable Development Goal 4, 6 and 12. 4 is focused on access to education. 6 is access to water and 12 is responsible consumption and production. So all our partnership initiatives now were basically saying, right, well, you're ticking off the box for 12, which is responsible consumption and production via you choosing to reuse and us trying to do our best as a small business as well in terms of responsible production. Mm. Then i think and again this might be just my weird weird perspective on the world but like while in ireland we're like 20 goals 2050 goals blah 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 like we're looking at we can't plan towards 2050 when there's a lot of others who are a hell of a lot worse off than i am can't even get access to education or clean water now Mm. so me getting my grants or scholarship was kind of like right so say avalon there their last order for their partnership, we were able to say to them, "Right, well, you ticked off responsible consumption twelve. You're going to be avoiding twenty nine thousand single use plastics every month just by reusing every day and hammering that home." But then we partnered with another Irish charity and we got a well constructed and constructed in Malawi. I'm not oh. even going to try and, uh, the village that it's in, but that's basically saying, "Right, well, small changes in Ireland can have a big impact across the world," and that's the sustainable development goals kind of hit off. So that's a well that's basically local clean reliable for 512 people in that little village so while while the approach is usually in ireland we're grand begin 2030 2050 we plan to be better they're still others struggling so that's kind of why i like the un sustainable development goals and then there's sustainable development goal four as well which is access to education and again that's probably just biased in terms of me trying to give back the look i got and it's probably a little bit mm. of it a, a tick in the box for me to just say, right, well, I got lucky. Here's a bit of luck given back to others, but there's still a lot out there who can't get access to education. So our model is kind of built around smaller orders or smaller partnerships that they'll go towards the education. And I think we've, not a lot, but we've 122 children's tuition fees paid for it. And it doesn't cost a lot either. And that, that's one thing I would say. It's, it sounds incredible or it sounds really, really good, but these things don't actually cost a lot in terms of say, before, before say the coffee, the coffee tax levy there or whatnot—that's twenty cent, twenty cent a coffee for when, when it's going to be rolled out in the coming months or whatever. Mm. Like after two or three months, that will add up to the equivalent of you choosing reusable. You're, you're after saying yeah. euro that twenty euro can give clean water to a family for a month. So there that there's that big perspective piece there that doesn't cost a lot as well. <laughs> And the big thing then is the education piece. That's something I really want to kind of hammer home the next few weeks and and, and months. So it's not. It's not. Wow! It's, congratulations,
0: God, That's an incredible achievement. And how have how has the business? Sorry, if you might have explained this, but I just wanted to be clear. How has the business contributed to to that education piece that you mentioned there about the 122 children?
1: yeah it's all it's all all partnerships with um, with two charities uh, okay
0: so you're partnering up with different chart okay
1: depending on depending on where how big the orders will be they'll either be contributing to wells or if they want to contribute to wells the water initiative that's what we will do or smaller orders will now be gone towards education okay right few past past few months officially but before we kind of got up and running it would have just been the usual donation per sale Uh, okay Always trying to make things a little bit more professional and trying up the game a little bit i guess in terms of now that's less of a hobby and more of a hopefully a viable social enterprise i guess
0: brilliant amazing so it's really like this is this is an incredible achievement and really a tangible contribution in terms of education, clean water and what was the third one you you mentioned responsible consumption and production responsible consumption wow really brilliant yeah. um Say if you had somebody coming to you and saying, "Okay, I want to set up my own business. think of yourself back in two thousand and eighteen. I want to set up my own business, I want to make it sustainable or I want to go down the social enterprise route. What advice would you give to somebody coming to you who want, who's just starting out on the journey? Jesus
1: yeah, like at the time i I didn't really know what I was doing, I was just always trying to do what you thought was right or felt right or aim for that. and again we're definitely you definitely have a head start now because the world is turning and everyone wants to be more sustainable and make their operations more emissions friendly. So it's mm-hmm. definitely easier to do it now rather than say, and this is what I said to AIB last week. I was like, you're a huge organization. You have supply chains embedded, operations embedded, people embedded. So for them to change their business model and operation, mm-hmm. it's a hell of an achievement versus someone like me who can just click a finger and choose DPD who are delivering by electric fleet. So it's probably easier for us now, but you're only, you're only realizing that now a little bit too. And but I suppose it is just like, like, all I do is just focus on the small things. Like when I was when I was working with people, we see and you're trying to do this, you can get overwhelmed, but everything goes back to just trying to tick off one small thing, or one small box. So for me, it was right, we're a small business. I'm not very, I'm not profitable at all. But what can I do in terms of right? my personal impact so that's the big thing for small operations you are the main operation you are the main person so focus on what you can do on a daily basis whether mm. that's walking a bit more shopping daily watching your food waste all the little small things that you're told to do turn off your tap and all that then in terms of your business operation what are i i, I suppose like going, this is going back to the consultant crack now as well but like your your end to end chart how does that look like from manufacturing or farm to place or manufacturing mm. to your push And map out where your issue points are and just pick one and start there. So for me, as I said, the big issue for me is transport. So I'm just Mm. trying to at the moment and probably still be will will be trying to work on that over the next few weeks and months as well. And you probably need to be flexible because especially now coming up to Christmas, not all clients will be able to go with the 60 or 70 day lead time. So they're gonna have to go with the Mm. air freight. So it's thinking, right, well, if we do have to go by air freight, how can we offset that? And that'll be done through a tree planting initiative or whatnot as well. But start small, nail it right, your UN sustainable development goals are always pointing in the right direction there to yeah. an extent. For me, like I am an accountant, so I like looking at the numbers or the data and stuff mm. like that as well. So when I'm do when I'm doing all my orders, I'll track everything in terms of weight, in terms of where it's going. And then that will then allow me to be able to say, right, well last week there was a hundred kg of emissions that were produced by the company. What was by air, what was by what what was by sea, what was by bike, what was by electric vehicle and then hopefully down the line, if we can go towards maybe B Corp, be corporate certified and stuff like that, the fact that we have all the data in place, we know where to kind of start, and and that's like our usual college crack. What was it like a smart, specific, measurable, mm. realistic, timely? And I love the realistic piece there because that's we need to be realistic with all these sort of things. So it's just keeping it simple, focusing on one thing at a time. Don't try and overdo it. Yeah, there was a. There was a report there from Chartered Accountants two or three years ago that came out. And it was one thing that hit home with me as well, where they were kind of saying, well, oh, 60% of small businesses and people that were surveyed said like they were too afraid to start because the area sustainability was so big. Yeah. Like, what, the, what what? am I going to do? Or where do I start? And I I wrote, wrote wrote a newsletter after that, which kind of feeds into everything at Nassibs is, yeah, the area is huge, but you can literally start anywhere then. So it's always that just perspective change or something. Exactly, sn- yeah. Um, it's so
0: so important because i think like that feeds into i think sometimes people get fatigued with sustainability and thinking okay this problem is so huge you know what can i really do it's like a drop in notion but actually we need lots of people to be doing the small things like you said and just continue to be doing the small things on a daily basis
1: it's, it's nearly like a, a moral and ethical obligation rather than getting too worried about it like, um, as I, said, I think I said this while while were there like but Ireland's less than one percent of overall global emissions so even yeah. if you were living in a forest and and go back to hunting and foraging and gathering like it would only be a drop in the ocean in compared to the compared to the bigger issues and stuff like yeah. that as well. so that's the perspective I take to, to not worry you still have to live your life and like in terms of having our phones and our laptops and all this sort of stuff like we have a great life at the moment let's not kind of forget that and avoid the doomsday approach and mm. it, it definitely is probably a hard few years because you had two years your head being wrecked with covid and now it's gone back to the wars and emissions and all that as well so you don't you, like people are only getting back to living their life a little bit normal mm. you know, like you hate i hate hearing people getting anxious about it when you can kind of Just do this,
0: continue to do the small things. Yeah, Yeah. make the small changes. Yeah, so, so important. And actually interesting that you that statistic because the feedback that we got from our members when we did a survey recently on our food members and what we heard back was people saying, you know, that they've made the first few initial changes and they kind of get to the stage where they they don't really know where to go from there. Like they've maybe, you know, tried to... Reduce the packaging on their products, or something like that—something kind of really tangible and 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 easy to see—and then they're kind of a bit stuck, and they say, "Oh, I don't really know where to go now. How do I continue on this journey?" So interesting that there's always, like you said, there's always another, you know, another piece to look at when you're talking about sustainability.
1: Yeah. Well, again, like. If you go onto the EPA website or any of the government websites, like that, that that's you that was always kind of my starting point as well, in terms of how they actually send out the reports every year for Ireland's overall emissions profile. Mm. They have broken down into residential, commercial, emissions, transport emissions, agricultural emissions, transport, agriculture, energy, commercial and services. What's the fifth one as well? So it's just finding out where you fit in that pie chart. And then it, it even is the small things. LED lights are great at conser- conser- uh, conserving energy, but again, that also helps you save money, which I'm sure everyone wants to do now at the moment as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, and that's the thing, isn't it? I
0: think when you hit people's pockets and you make them realize being sustainable is is more efficient and it's cheaper as well, so it's it's a financial decision as well as a an ethical and moral decision. Um, you've obviously you've set up this business in 2018. You're selling online. You know, you're you're obviously working on these amazing projects that you're involved in where do you see the future of the business going in the next say year or two years
1: yeah it's a tough one it's an emotional roller coaster I'm not gonna lie <laughs> you know. one week you think you're doing all right and the next you're like Jesus Christ so <laughs> I only left my job at PwC in July so I'm kind of a few months into running a full time
0: wow so, congratulations geez
1: bleeding the savings dry but yeah I just there's a, there's a lot of things that I just didn't get to fix up and have looking and, and working as well as I would have liked when you're kind of balancing a few bits so the next few weeks we're upgrading and fixing up a lot of the issues and mistakes in the website so if anyone does see it I'm sorry uh, <laughs> you want, we want to streamline the website and then I really want to hammer home the education and partnerships initiative so that's there's a lot of work going into that the past few weeks because again I, I just like to think about it that if it like you always see, you see them books years ago like accountants for dummies like that. That's nearly mm. how we want to be. Like if I can do it, anybody can kind of look into it or learn into it. But hammer the hammer, hammer the educational piece home. Get the partnerships up and running fully and properly in terms of just being able to have all the slide decks ready and and all the newsletters ready so people can actually say right, it's. And you mentioned the word tangible and intangible earlier on. Like that's essentially it, that you get a tangible box ticked, but there's all these other intangibles that you now are aware of and know of across the other side of the world. So I'm hoping that that will always go back to positive psychology and that you, you by you knowing the benefits of reusables, it's going to foster good habits, new habits, new behaviors, and make it more likely that you're going to be using your reusable on a daily basis rather than just buying a reusable and leaving it in the cupboard.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: So for For a lot of the next few weeks, it'll be focusing on getting the admin bits cleaned up and ticked off and then hopefully be corp certified. That's the next big thing. And then there's always a dangerous point of view so I done my account exams to be in a chartered accountant. So you have that certification there as well. There's the there's the personal aspect of this as well where you want to get all the business operations running fully and then all the partnerships fully aware of the benefits of their Achieving as well, but then me, there's two courses. One I've signed up for for carbon literacy, and so mm-hmm. that's actually that verify that I know what I'm talking about, and I can be a hell of a lot more confident in what I'm talking about as well. And that I suppose you don't want to be sharing misinformation or bad information. Everyone can be very biased with this sort of stuff, and even like a, a lot of the reports I've seen a few weeks ago, there, McKinsey will say one stat, and then you have another website saying another stat. So it's it, it is complex area data Mm. i really want to make sure that you know what you're talking about and you have a couple of personal certifications behind you to be a bit more legitimate i guess rather than just kind of reading and learning through experience
0: yeah for sure and having kind of those credentials behind you that you are able to stand by what you're saying um you mentioned the website there actually i thought the website was brilliant it's obviously a shopify website and i actually think the the layout is great because i see a lot of websites every day and i'm 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 very into obviously being marketing i'm very into website layouts why did you decide to go with shopify as opposed to another web hosting
1: i initially built the website for weeks and i hadn't a clue what i was doing and it didn't look too bad in the end and I suppose weeks wasn't too bad because there was a lot of drag and drops. So I was just sitting there in my lunch breaks playing, dragging and dropping. But as teams, as it got good feedback, we got chatting to chat with people online. And this girl, Emma, from Blank Slate, and then got chatting with her and got working with her. So a lot of websites is, is thanks to her and her incredible life, her detail and whatnot
0: mm-hmm. as well.
1: So we chose Shopify because... It seemed to be simple to actually use, navigate, put together. There's a lot of good automations on it as well, which I'm still not really using to this point <laughs> at all as well. as always, always a good plan to never really get implemented.
0: <laughs> There's so many things you could be doing, isn't way it It's really
1: tr- 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 flexible and it was quite, Budget friendly as well. Like mm. you can start off at a minimal price and then build your way up if you wanted to. I'm still on more of the one of the more efficiently priced models as well. And yeah, it just seemed very user friendly. So I think I yeah, think that was a good sure.
0: And have you any plans going to go into retail or sell on Amazon or are you more focused kind of on the corporate side of things or on direct consumer?
1: Yeah, so that was one of the mistakes I initially made. Well, not mistakes. I, I suppose you can, you can always learnings. Learn <laughs> learnings, yeah. So by because i started off selling reusables for 15 euro pretty much a cost price just to get them out there to friends and family there was no margin for myself never alone for a retailer or a wholesaler and that there are things i didn't think about or consider so Mm. only the past few months you've kind of started to do some pricing and whatnot of the other larger brands again which i don't really like doing but i hope to maybe get into a few retailers at the end of the year but it's definitely it's definitely tricky because everything that's going on at the moment. I don't know how people will be in terms of Christmas and and the New Year and whatnot as well. But yeah, sure. love, to get, love to get into a few more shops. Yeah, like we we have Pax Whole Foods down in Mayo, and they've always been tremendous support since day one. I think they kind of just like the way you were going about things, mm. and they've a great little shop down in Mayo. But yeah, we've a very little retail exposure now at the moment, so we'll see. But the corporate piece is definitely picking up, and I think that's fantastic because like corporates literally can say with the click of a finger i know there's a lot of hierarchy you know a lot of approvals and from the same days and people we see but one corporate can hit 200 people that's 200 people choosing reusables that's a hell of a lot of money saved that's a hell of a lot of mm. in terms of oil and microplastics and whatnot as well so I, I, i'd love
0: more of an impact there yeah,
1: yeah a qu- quicker and faster impact yeah and mm. then there's but there's branding benefits as well and stuff like that too, and it's, it's it's a hell of a lot more cost efficient and friendly when you can write it off at the end of the year. But
0: yeah, of course,
1: I feel there's a lot of work to go into where we want to go over the next year. I yeah, feel a lot still very clueless and still somewhat surprised that we're going two and a half. Three years.
0: <laughs> well, you're obviously doing something right because there's a lot of businesses that don't don't last beyond the two years. The two years seems to be this kind of marker for a lot of businesses and if you survive beyond two years you're obviously doing something something Ah. something's going right i was going to say something else to you there oh in relation to your social media i was looking at your social media there and obviously you're on tiktok and you're on instagram and you have a great presence on there how do you find that because i'm always telling businesses to get on tiktok it's like the next you know well it's not even the next thing it's already it's already here we're all it's already huge what made you decide to kind of create content on tiktok and on instagram
1: So Instagram was the first place I went to because again, like you were lucky to have a lot of friends and family and and like growing up playing a lot of sports, like you had a bit of a network there anyway through college and And then it was so like, that's probably the only thing that's got me this far is the network from friends and sports clubs and that from home and that and it was always nice like even even during the flat there like everyone's obviously throwing points into them where people are like oh i'm thinking differently now of instagram. <laughs> it's instagram it's cost friendly and it's just easy yeah. to get your message across as well so again like the, the approach i took was i am not an expert but this is what i'm looking at and i think people just like that approach because it was a bit more realistic and straightforward and i i don't know i suppose you. You're, you're just trying to do your best really mm-hmm. uh, and people just kind of took to talk to maybe the natural approach I wanted I didn't like I, I kind of put, put my the idea of putting your face to an Instagram profile was just keeping it realistic and actionable and yeah. I suppose accountability to put in your face to something as well so if you're confident enough to put your face to it which I'm not saying I am but like the, the idea was you're accountable and it's uh, keeping it a bit more realistic, I guess. Instagram can be a pain. There's a lot of work that goes into getting one post ready on Canva and mm. all that sort of stuff as well. But it, it, it's fantastic in terms of community networking cheap affordable yeah. um, and you, you do enjoy it but I still don't like really talking in front of the camera too much now <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't took a breath here in about half an hour maybe um,
0: I think, it, I think uh, a lot of people would say the same thing but I think if you have a face to to your brand it does help people relate to your business more doesn't it and, and help yeah. people understand your story and what your what you're, what you're all about if somebody listening today wants to kind of follow you on social media or better still if they want to buy Narcissus Reusable Cup where can they find it? Yeah. Yes, our website,
1: our website is www.narcissips.com. So I'm going to say it myself. And then we have our socials. Everything's just at Narcissips, N-A-R-C-I-S-S-I-P-S. And then uh, try and get, I t- actually deleted TikTok two years ago and then we downloaded it. It scares me a little bit. And then just our email address is uh, call at narcissips.com. If anyone wanted to just reach out or inquire about partnerships or anything like that as well.
0: Cool, it's great when you can get the 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 handle at and just your business name across all social media. Makes it so much easier, doesn't it? That's brilliant. Thank you so much for for coming on the show today, Carl, and for telling us about your your business journey and your sustainability journey as well.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Uh, yeah, thank you very much.
0: Today's episode of Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland was presented and produced by me, Fanil Malone. You can subscribe to ScanTalk on Apple, Google, Acast or on our website, gs1ie.org forward slash podcast. Talk to you next time.